The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up, the much-anticipated Boomer panel, the last one of 2020. Uh, We are going to talk about same-sex friends versus opposite-sex friends. Does that change as we get older? We'll talk about women using pornography. We'll talk about the dark side of hooking up. Whatever you want to throw our way, we're all baby boomers here. We're happy to, uh, to talk about all that. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me as well to laurie at drlaurie.com. We got this, uh, this I can say the name, Catherine, says, Hi, Laurie, have loved listening to your show forever, but the last nine months of this crazy pandemic has been fun. Loved listening to all of your guests, the great advice and caring for others. Just wanted to drop a note to say happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and look forward to another great year of passion. Cheers. So that's uh, very lovely. Thank you so much. Another texter writes, I was watching ABC News tonight and they had a nice human interest story on that made me think of you. Last week, you mentioned never to take your partner for granted. That was a listener who had mentioned that. It also applies to friends and family. We take too many things for granted, including you, Dr. Lori. Okay. Uh, You have helped me in many ways and never knew it, and I am grateful. Your topics, particularly with The View, has been most helpful. I may not listen every night, but I always listen for The View, Baby Boomers, and Trouble Tuesday, my three favorite shows. I think the show name Passion describes you and not so much your show. When you uh, read a text or email from a troubled listener, we can tell that you truly care, just like that beautiful message about, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. You read it so well, the passion you put into every word. We are all suffering, including yourself during this damn pandemic, but your voice is one of strength and confidence, something which is lacking more than ever now. That's from Rachel. Thank you so much. This is so lovely to uh, to get uh, letters like that. Very much appreciate it. Remember, you can always send me your thoughts, questions, comments to Lori at drlaurie.com. So this is one which... Um, we can actually get people to respond to and even our baby boomers. This is from uh, Mindy from Down Under. So this is uh, Mindy and her little group listen in Australia the next day at noon. Uh, Good morning, Lori. Three months ago, we started kind of a group therapy discussion group. Twice a month in the evening, we would use uh, Teams and meet virtually and discuss an anonymously written message from a group member. It could be a problem, a question, and even a fantasy someone is considering living out in real life. One of our group is considering a one-time lesbian experience, and we were asked what we think and if anyone else has thought of doing this. We had three no, four thinking about trying it, and two who want to do it. What is also interesting is that only two say it would be considered cheating on their mate. Um, Our little group sessions came about from your show, uh, The Passion Community, which we like to think we are part of. We have done little surveys, votes, and discussed someone's relationship problem, and between us, all it gets fixed. 
We range in age from 24 to 56. Listening at lunch, we are usually about 7 to 10, but when we have lunch outside, many more overhear us playing your show. We were wondering if you can ask the straight women listeners, so straight women listeners, pay attention, single or attached, if they have considered having a one-time, one-on-one experience with another woman. Just a yes or a no. Interesting to know if survey has similar results. This is from Mindy and the Lunch with Lori Gang. So I'm I'm throwing it out there to our lady listeners. Would you, yes or no, ever consider just having a one-time, one-on-one experience with another woman? If I was to answer that question, it would be no. Um, I, I've never even been by curious at all. So like very much almost, yeah, I would say a hundred percent on the scale of, uh, heterosexual, but that's, you know, a lot of people have fantasies still, uh, about same sex relationships and, and that's okay too. Sometimes they're in fantasies and not, it's not necessarily something they want to do, um, in real life. Uh, let's see. Hello, Dr. I'm looking for some skills on how to deal with a wife who thinks that sex is disgusting. She believes that God should have chose another way for men and women to have children (laughs) conceive instead of sex. Sex in her eyes is fine for animals, but not for humans. Well, I find that rather sad because the female body was built with one part of it that is just there for pleasure. That's the clitoris. Uh, Humans have sex not just to conceive, but because it feels good. So I would wonder what's going on with your wife. Like, okay, there's obviously a lot of negative messaging. So that negative messaging can make us feel like sex is something dirty. Sex is something we just have to get through. We have to do it to make children, uh, depending on what that lesson was learned early in life and then not changed with experiences or, or what have you. So there's something going on. The other thing I would want to know is, does she get any pleasure at all from, um, from, from any kind of stimulation? Like, is she not even going there at all? So I'd want to know a little bit more. Is she asexual? Cause that's a possibility too. So this is something I would like, could you encourage her to maybe speak to a professional to see what's up, letting her know that sexuality you believe is an important part of a relationship. Uh, and I believe it, it is a, an important part of a relationship, but it could mean different things for different people. And if she is asexual and has never had any interest in sex at all, she may be uh, rom- likes the romance part of a relationship, but not the sexual part of a ro- relationship. Well, it's something she can know about herself and something you need to know about yourself. Uh, Texter writes, that's funny. I read a study that apparently proved all women are intrinsically bisexual, but not all women act on it. I'm, I'm going to, you know what, what it is here about the, the bisexuality thing is that for women, see women already have a certain level of intimacy with each other that men don't have with each other. So 
uh, women can uh, can be very touchy feely in, in a non sexual way. So uh, they could, you know, uh, I have friends that I, I've, I've kissed women on the lips, like as a peck, for example, or something, but non sexual. But yet, so there's this level of intimacy that I suppose it's easier for women to go past that level rather than for a man to go to that level without having all the other types of intimacy ahead of it, right? So women tend to be far more of that um, touchy-feely with their girlfriends. I know I am with my girlfriends, but it's in a non-sexual way. So uh, they could take that maybe into um, consideration. So I think it's, and I also think it's because of that, it's easier for women to transition from a heterosexual to possibly a, uh, a lesbian relationship. I've known quite a few women who were heterosexual, who considered themselves heterosexual and found themselves when it was the right woman, found themselves then attracted to a particular a particular woman, and not that she ever felt she was in the closet, but that that transition didn't seem like it was so far off and ended up then being in a lesbian relationship, even though she had identified her whole life as a heterosexual, was married, kids. and So I've certainly seen that quite a bit. So far easier, I think, for women to be bisexual than it would be for um, for men. I don't know if that, that makes any sense, but that's my understanding of it. Coming up, the Boomer panel discusses uh, same-sex and opposite-sex uh, friendships. And uh, so we'll talk about that. The, the age-old question, right? Can we, can we be friends if we're opposite gender? And does that change as we age? A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. I love the music during the baby boomer panel. We've got the baby boomers uh, not in studio, unfortunately, but here uh, with us. So uh, I'm happy about that. We have Mark, who is 61. He is our passion poet. I'm outing you. I know that's okay with you. And Mallory, who is 59, and myself on the the very, very end of the baby boomer uh, panel. Uh, the age is I'm 56 years old. So what are we going to talk about tonight? I Let me just read the poem first of all. How's that? A passion poet created one for tonight. Um, we look at the world. So much has changed. The important things stay. Some things got rearranged. There was the industrial age and the technological boom from sailing the oceans to a man walking on the moon. Um, let's see. World War One taught us nothing. The second the world was torn, it ended September 1945, and then the baby boomers were born. A whole new generation tuning out big, turn, tuning out big and Nat King Cole, turning on Bill Haley and Buddy Holly and this music called rock and roll. They said we were out of control and were out of our young minds, protesting against Vietnam, promoting peace with our signs. Amazing things done in one generation. Boomers have volumes of a great history. If you learn about our past, the future is less of a mystery. Thank you for putting that together. Nice. Always, yes, always very nice. So I did get a question. I don't know. I'm hearing a bit of a, an echo. So I don't know if either of you have your radio on or something on in the background. Make sure you turn that off. Um, yeah. Is that better? No. Anyway, Dave will let me know. Uh, I just want to say, oh, some there is an echo here. 
Okay. I don't know if anybody else hears it, but anyway, you don't hear. Okay, Dave, but thank you very much. I just want to say, I just love the three of you. Boomer show rocks. Now here's the question. How important are same sex friends to a baby boomer or is opposite sex best friends, better friends? I don't know if that, I don't know if that kind of makes sense to you guys or not, but I'm getting, and I, and maybe we can talk about the differences between were, were same sex friendships more important earlier on in our lives or easier than they are as we get older? Do they change? So I don't know what, I don't know how to answer that, but maybe we can just talk about what, what kinds of friendships do you have and how do you feel about same sex friendships? Mark. Well, when I was a teenager, most of my closest friends were, were all guys, but as I got older, um, my friendships began to be more with uh, with females, and I okay. still have uh, you know, and and even the ex girlfriends, I I still have them as friends. So, you know, and I have more I have more girlfriends than I have male friends. What do you think changed? Because so when you were younger, you they were mostly guy friends. Then you got yeah. older, you started to have more female friends. That's right. And how did you keep the the sex away from it? Like, were they, did you ever, have you ever been friends with someone you didn't have sex with? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to double check on that. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory, what about you? Um, when I was younger, I probably had more of a mix of male and female friends. Uh, and okay. as I got older, I think I just, I have more female friends. Uh, doesn't mean I don't have male friends, but I probably have more female friends as I got older. But in my twenties, uh, oh, it was it was a total mix. It was an even mix of male and female friends. But I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it mattering much at all. In fact, I think now my female friends, I've become friends even with their husbands separately. Like we we can have you know re- like friendships that that, you know, maybe I can do things with one person or one person comes over, not the whole couple or, and, and it kind of works. So for me, I always had male friends. So I don't ever remember a time in my life when I didn't have just male, uh, friends where there's never been anything, uh, sexual. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a, it's an age thing. I think though, as I got older, my female friendships became more important to me. Like they were, I'm closer, I have a closer female social network. And maybe because as I, as, and Mallory, you can attest to this, but as we get older, lots of things, crazy things happen to ourselves. And we, we, ha- we like to talk to each other. You know, it's like, I'm, a guy's not going to understand what I'm going through frankly, with menopause and all, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's going to be very, very different. Well, so, we understand only too well. Well, I, what, as being the recipient of what? Bitchiness? Like, what are you talking about? That's exactly <laughs> you know? right. You got that right on. I I knew, I knew that's where, uh, where you were coming from. <laughs> yeah, not. All right. Uh, let's talk about something else now. Uh, so we got that out. If anybody wants to add to that though, uh, please feel free at 514-800. Love to hear some of, uh, your thoughts. And actually maybe you can answer that, but the, um, you know, the, the earlier question that I read and somebody wanted me to do a poll on that 
women considering even having a one-time same-sex experience. I, I wonder if we ask the same question of men, how different that would be. What do you think? Mark, if we asked you the same question, you ever think of, would you ever think of having a same-sex experience? Not at all. One time, never. just one time. No, no interest at all. Not even one time. Not even okay. one time. Uh, Mallory, for you? No, I, I would just have no interest. I've never been bi curious, and I've just so never like had me. that curiosity or that want. Right, and, and listen, I think everybody has their their wants, fantasies, desires, and and there's no judgment on any for any any of it. Right, it's all consensual, so no judgment there. Uh, all right, I want to talk about women and. Uh, pornography. So there's new research that looks at how porn affects women's um, relationships. So data shows that about a third of all porn users are women. It's not a guy thing. A third are women, 33%. Uh, maybe women report less frequent use on average compared to men, but there is a sizable you know, minority of women who are regular consumers of pornography. So what is the relationship to that and the impact either on their overall sexual satisfaction or their relationship um, satisfaction? So there's been research on that. What they found, interestingly, is that women who frequently masturbated to porn, I don't know what frequent meant there, but uh, expressed greater distress when they were unable to reach climax with their partner. Uh, maybe it could be that women who use porn have come to expect to reach climax as a opposed to those who don't use porn. Uh, women who frequently use porn reported less difficulty in becoming aroused or having an orgasm during masturbation. They were also more likely to reach orgasm compared with women who only occasionally use porn to masturbate. And the researchers concluded that porn can provide a form of education for women trying to learn more about their own sexuality. The other thing is those who use porn frequently also reported better outcomes in partnered sex as well. No evidence for any harmful effects of frequent porn usage. So I don't know if this surprises you, if um, what you think about that, Mark. I'm not a woman, first of all, but uh, I have nothing against any woman that wants to watch porn. And uh, <laughs> I figured, I figured that. But are, does this surprise you at all? Like, first of all, did the numbers surprise you of how many no, women watch all. porn? I, I'm surprised it's not more. You thought you would think it would be more? Yeah, I, I thought well, it would these be fifty percent. The, these are the well, according to like uh, statistics for, for they can track. I guess they can track who who goes there. I the statistic I saw was about forty percent. So it's like a, a forty sixty split um, between who who watches porn. If you asked that question twenty years ago, you would have had a very very different response. I believe it's much more um, acceptable. And and these days you're seeing far more um, porn produced by female producers. So women who are making porn makes With very, very different porn. Line, no doubt. And more of a storyline, more of a buildup. It's not just I open the door, there's the pizza guy, wham, bam, you know, pull down your <laughs> pants and I'm doing you. Like it's not about, that's not what turns women on. It just isn't. So, and I think for many years, like there wasn't really great pornography that women could thoroughly enjoy. Mallory, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Um. 
I'm not really, I don't really watch any porn, but I really love me a steamy, dirty book. <laughs> yes. And by the way, interesting you bring that up because I have a colleague who did, uh, he in one of his books, he did some, he wrote the difference between porn and erotic novels that women read and what, and they are, they do the exact same thing. So women just tend to be more, less visual, but give them some erotic novels and that gets their juices flowing. You know, the, the, the erotica reading is really big on women and it has the same effect. It just takes longer, I suppose, to read, you know, through, <laughs> through a book, well, I guess. You know, you know Laurie, I, I delivered pizzas for about four months and nothing ever happened. Oh, oh poor God. you. <laughs> <laughs> poor you, man. Um, no, but I th I, it's an interesting question because often people think of the, ne like, are there negative consequences to it? This study showed there were no negative consequences. In fact, there were positive, much more positive consequences. And we know if women are watching porn, it would be for ma to get aroused and for masturbation. So those women will be more likely to orgasm. They know their bodies better. Um, but of course, if erotica does it for you, well, that's your kind of, that's porn too. For me, erotica writing is just another form of pornography. 50 shades of gray proved it, proved it beyond a shadow ever. of a doubt. Right. Well, I was talking to like a group of 70 year old women who had just finished reading the trilogy who actually said they don't like, they can't believe what it did to them. They cannot believe that it, they're like, oh, our husbands are so happy. Like we're, we're finally like feeling horny and, you know, from reading these books that they, they were like, oh, what is the sensation everybody's reading? Let me read it. And then there you go. So women need to get more into uh, reading uh, erotica, I think. Coming up, I want to talk about the dark side of hooking up. Maybe we'll do our stupid sex story of the night also uh, and, and look at the, the dark side of hooking up, especially for men. And we'll see if, uh, if our uh, baby boomer panel agrees. Mark, 61, Mallory, uh, 59, and myself, 56, all here with you sharing our thoughts on love, sex, and relationships. Right now, let's turn it over to the CJD 800 Newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Before we get to our baby boomers, let me share with you our stupid sex story of the night. Man fined for walking 280 miles after arguing with his wife. That's the headline. I, I didn't know it was possible to walk 280 miles. A man has been fined 400 euros for breaking curfew rules in Italy after walking 280 miles from home following a fight with his wife. The man from Como hiked 40 miles a day with no water, telling police he was trying to calm down after having a fight with his partner. Officers picked up the 48-year-old at 2 a.m. in a small town all the way down on the Adriatic coast. At first, they didn't believe that he had walked almost half the length of the country, but after speaking with his wife, they discovered she had reported him missing a week earlier. According to reports in Italy, the man was extremely fatigued and told the authorities he had just didn't realize how far he was walking at the time, and he had only intended to go and clear his head. That must have been some fight, let me tell you. 
Uh, he says, I got here by foot. I ate and drank because the people I met along the way offered me water and food. I'm fine. Um, it's weird. This is just weird. <laughs> anyway, he was, his, the wife finally came to pick him up and they uh, issued them a 400 euro uh, fine for violating the country's 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. Could you imagine being that pissed off that you're walking 280 miles <laughs> to get away from your partner? <laughs> Crazy. Well, wish that their partner would walk 240 miles. Yeah, some part. Yeah, some people might wish go walk far, far away. Couldn't uh, have been yeah. that bad if he was walking. He'd be running if it was bad. Well, could you imagine? He's walking for a week. He didn't realize. Like, well, what human doesn't realize how far they've walked? Like, the sun falls, it goes up, it falls. <laughs> anyway, maybe I've, the fight was about that he's clueless. Um, yeah, I'd worry. Maybe there's something going on there. Anyway, something silly. What can I tell you? It's always fun. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, relationship between hooking up and mental health, especially on men, something that we, I've talked about this before. There's been plenty of studies on the impact of uh, hookups, meaning casual sexual relationships on women. And the results aren't so positive in terms of um, their, the impact on their um, mental health, often done with these studies with, uh, or surveys with college students. So we could talk about that in terms of as a baby boomer in casual sex versus when you're younger in casual sex, if we see it differently. But anyway, let me just share this, the results of this um, study. So they interviewed lots and lots of guys who had engaged in regular casual sex to understand the impact on mental health and well-being. Many men reported hedonistic enjoyment of casual sex. So yeah, it was good for them. However, a large number of men also reported that a promiscuous lifestyle was damaging to their mental health and many felt better after ceasing such activity. Some even noted that promiscuity could feel almost dangerously um, addictive. Another concept that came up uh, from the study was a sense of Emptiness. Regular casual sex led to an existential emptiness for a lot of the men. So I'm just wondering, and I'm going to ask the listeners to 514-800, does this surprise you about men? And I'll ask the man here first. Mark, um, as somebody who, well, I won't make any assumptions, but go ahead. <laughs> well, um, if you're with somebody in a regular casual thing it's much different than being um going from one partner to another and i gotta be honest with you i stopped doing that you know what i mean i'm not jumping from bed to bed it's been a while since i've done that and okay. it's true you do get this uh this negative thing afterwards almost the guilt uh, almost the guilt trip uh, you like know? you feel guilty because like what do you well, think you're doing wrong even though even though it's mutual it's you gotta you know that something's lost Okay, there's just something that's lost. Something, someone that's regular, uh, someone you have a good connection with, rather than someone you don't have a good connection with. There's a big difference. A big difference. It's like having um, what's the other term besides a blank friend? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what you don't want. You know, and uh, there's a big difference between having a blank friend 
as opposed mm-hmm. to having a casual, intimate relationship. Well, you're you're putting the words casual and intimate together. Yeah. So to me, are you talking about casual sex? When you say intimate, what do you mean? It's, you got to have a connection with somebody, even though it's casual sex. It's still intimate sex. It's with someone that you like, maybe someone not that you love, but someone that you connect with. Okay. So you, you make a difference between that and promiscuity, which would be more from jumping from one person to another person to another. So you're, you're still connecting with them. So that sense of emptiness isn't there for you in those situations? No, not at all. Okay. So that it's an, it's a good distinction to make actually between those two. Uh, Mallory, what about you? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I know when I, years ago, when I was just, you know, friends with benefits, I was just looking Mm -hmm. for friends with benefits. Um, I didn't really encounter many men that had issues with it, frankly. (laughs) They were just happy. Well, yeah. Yeah, but Mallory, they're not going to tell you either. It's not like I went and discussed it with them either. Well, there you go. I don't think men talk about it as much as women will. Oh, we'll talk about it with other guys. There we go. I think they, they all seem just really happy that they were having sex. Right. <laughs> uh, and maybe there's the difference if we go back to just briefly talk about the negative impact on women. I think there's a difference between an older woman choosing casual sex, like you did, right? Choosing to, like you were not interested in a relationship at that time. Uh, so there was a, a, a level of... Uh, control over the situation because it was your choice. You weren't trying to get something other than that right. versus maybe when you're younger, um, it, it can feel might, it might feel very differently when you're younger. I don't oh, know. I, I don't know if the, yeah, I agree. When I was, you know, after my divorce, I was not looking for a relationship. I was just looking for sex. You know, and that's right. it. I mean, the and you know, in the world of casual sex and friends with benefits, the first rule is don't get attached. Mm. Yeah, and that's absolutely. it. But I think when you're younger and maybe still looking maybe for that Mr. and Mrs. Right, you're kind of wishing, oh, I really like this guy. Maybe we could have a relationship. You know, right. when you're older, nah. Nah, okay. And yeah, and that that's probably the big difference because even when you're younger, even when let's say you decide to engage in casual sex, is there something behind? Because I remember reading that for a lot of the women, they do develop what feelings or they there's more of a chance of developing because they're at an age where they're actually looking for relationships. I agree. More so. So yeah. I can see that happening. Well, like for like for a guy, you know, like I think when you're younger, like even in your 20s or even in your 30s, you know, you're not exactly, you might not be looking for Mrs. Right, but you certainly are looking for Mrs. Right now, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> well, it, it, but, it, but it is, but it is a fact, but... You know, it's it's tougher on a guy when it's the woman that's looking for casual sex and not the guy. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference there. It's uh, that's a lot of pressure on a guy. It really? really yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you feel you. that's pre- more sure. pressure yeah. in what sense? Well, because guys are possessive. Num- number one, right? Okay, and uh, we're ter- <laughs> well, most men are territorial, right? That <laughs> 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 <Too> uh, <okay. laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mallory says too bad. Get over yourself. Get over it. it. Women can choose it too. 
they men I found that the men I was hooking up with, they didn't like it if they knew that I was also hooking up with other men. It's like, what do you mean? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, why are they getting possessive with me? What the so, hell? Yeah. The whole exactly. reason we got together is because I didn't want a relationship. <laughs> like, right. it's supposed to I'd be come... okay for us, but not okay for you guys. Right. Coming up with our Baby Boomer panel, we'll talk about um, how self esteem is related to increased sexual pleasure. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Oh, it's my favorite all-time song I wanted to play. The only song I think I can pl- I can sing all the words. <laughs> can you guess what it is? I loved when I asked Dave, who's much younger, can you play 70s song? What? 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 I, I don't know. What kind of music is that? <laughs> you see, he doesn't even know where the... When it starts, the song can go on like this for a while. <laughs> you guys know what, you know, you recognize the song. Oh. oh. Gives me the goosebumps. I am not, somebody says, go ahead, sing it. There is no way. If I sing, I will lose all my listeners. I'm just telling you right now. I'm completely toned up. You know, when I sing, when I'm in the car alone. <laughs> That's it. Oh, Hotel California. Love it. Love it. All right. It's our baby boomer panel. The one night where I just, you know, get goosebumps throughout because of the music. Love it. Uh, Mark is with us. He is 61 years old. Mallory is 59 and myself 56. We are uh, three baby boomers. Uh, although, you know, maybe one of these days when we're back in studio, we can have more than uh, two people on the line We'll get somebody who's more in their 70s or they're, you know, a little bit older to have a, a, a bigger, a bigger range. Because we are, in fact, some of the younger of the baby boomers, obviously. Um, 1964 was the last, the cutoff year, which is the year that I, uh, I was born. All right. I, I want to share a study. Uh, actually, somebody just texted him. Back in the 70s, everyone was stooping everyone. Different era and freer times. <laughs> where And people think that, young people think they invented casual sex. <laughs> right? But if you, go back to, if you go back to the 60s and the 70s, that's who invented casual sex, that's really right. and that's truly. And at drive-ins, too. You know what I mean? Who watched the movie at a drive-in? Yeah, I, I, and young people just don't, they don't, I guess they don't think, I don't know, they, there's a tendency of looking at your parents and your grandparents as non-sexual. So it's like thinking that, you know, that we always think we invented something, right? So, uh, but this person is actually uh, quite right. All right, let me look at this. I wanted to share this study with you because it was really interesting. A new research which links higher self-esteem to increased sexual pleasure. Uh, So this study found that better sexual pleasure for women begins in the mind, which I thought was really cool, right? So women with higher self-esteem, higher self-efficacy, so feeling like they're more in control, and higher belief in their entitlement to sexual pleasure had more frequent orgasms than women who rated lower in these categories. I want to talk about this because older 
in the older generations, we didn't talk about sexual pleasure so much. And women thought that it wasn't about them. It wasn't about their pleasure. It was something they had to do for their partners. And it was just something that, you know, you had to do. And I know Mallory, you, we, we've spoken about this. You always tell me this story about your parents, you know, <laughs> and what, <laughs> I don't know if you want to share, but <laughs> well, I thought it's so telling. Well, apparently my dad wanted it every single night. And uh, my mom used to say whether she was awake or not. So, and she decided to do this at Christmas one year. And we all like, we were one step from spitting out our wine and had to leave the room. <laughs> so just that, right. I had to do it whether I was awake or not, as long yeah. as he got what he wanted. And I remember we had that conversation. So that was the, that was the thinking in that generation. And thankfully we've come a long way, but I think for us, we can talk about this as we've aged and as, um, and why for women, we often say sex gets better with age and why women peak, let's say sexually later, because I think they are more self-assured in many ways, not just sexually, but, um, maybe it's about finding a, your voice. I don't know, Mallory, what do you think as a, as a woman in this? I totally agree. I started dating again at 54 years old. I had three kids, so the body's not going to be a 20 year old body. And the only way I can go into this was apart from buy really, really great lingerie is to feel good about myself and to just like, I'm going into this for sexual pleasure, period. I'm not going in for a relationship or a, you know, we're going to go out to a movie. I wanted sexual pleasure. So I had to change the way I thought and it benefited, it benefited me a lot. <laughs> okay. So have you noticed your self-esteem changing over the, over the years? Absolutely. Absolutely. As then, you get older, you're more secure. You don't have so many hangups and it's, as you get older and your body's changing and you, you don't care anymore. It's, I was just going to say, we, and, yeah, you get to a point where you say, I really, hopefully you get to a point where you're like, I don't care what people think so much anymore. So, uh, there's a yeah. bit more self-assuredness and Mark having dated older women as well. What have you noticed in them? Well, you know what? I've always been the, the kind of guy where I always found a woman's body, regardless of her size or anything like that. I always found it to be, and I mean this from the heart, a work of art. Okay? That's, that's it nice really to hear. Is. You know, the, so I had no biases. You mm -hmm. know? Nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's body is absolutely 100% perfect. But did you notice, Mark, in the women that you dated, those who had, were you able to see which ones had better self-esteem and if those women were had better um better sex for themselves? No, I never noticed any, any difference. I mean, you know, like, uh, from one to another, I think they were all comfortable in their, in their shell and, uh, you know, when they were able to live with it and I was fine with it too. So, um, this is a question for Mallory. When your female guests had casual sex, did her partners care about satisfying her? Yeah, I really found myself some good ones. <laughs> okay. But di did you, well, were you able to act, like, were you able to speak up and say, this is what I want? Like, did you ask, did you have to ask, or you found that these, cause they were older guys also that you dated. So f far older than the guys you had dated before you got married the first time. Right. 
Right. Oh, no, so these were older guys. And, you know, I would say, you know, 90 percent of them, I, I didn't I didn't have to say a word. 90 percent of them were very keen on making sure I enjoyed myself also and that I had pleasure that they were able to give me pleasure instead right. of just them having pleasure. It was, it was a whole different ballgame. So that's exactly it. It's a whole different ballgame when you're younger and when you're older. And I noticed this with older men that they get most of their satisfaction from being able to pleasure their partner. And that is more important to them than getting pleasure for themselves. And many men I've spoken to who did not want to have sex with their partners if their partners weren't really into it. And they were like, no, this is, I don't want to just take, like, it's not, it's not pleasurable even uh, because I want to, I want my partner to, to be able to enjoy. And maybe, I don't know, younger men, not, uh, not so much. That's absolutely true, you know, because I'm a pleaser. And I and I think for most of my life, I always have been. But I found myself, the older I got, the more I wanted to be all about them, not so much me. So it, it is true. I wonder what yeah, happens. Absolutely. I wonder what happens as, as men age that that shift changes. I mean, older women are perfectly happy with that. Believe me, it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's nice. As long as they can feel entitled to pleasure and women need to know that it is their God-given right to have pleasure just as much as it is um, for men. So part of it is being able to even talk about this whole notion of pleasure and and uh, accepting that it's some it's okay for you to take pleasure. It's sex isn't just about giving, it's also about taking and being able to take. So, and I know that that as men get older, this is something that they that is more and more and more important to them, that their partner want to be there, that they can pleasure their partner, and that it's important for them that their partner enjoys the experience. So, big but not difference. all of them. No, I'm not, not all of them. There and they get ghosted. So. <laughs> They get dumped, right? Those are the guys that that uh, that get dumped. You, you can tell. I mean, if they're selfish, there's no way you would. It wouldn't be something that would be ongoing, for sure. Yeah. But but the majority of older men, oh, they're 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 wonderful. <laughs> Aren't you happy to hear that, Mark? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Texter writes, "Hi, doctor. Nice to hear the boomer guys again. Been away ages, falling asleep early." <laughs> And the eight nights of Hanukkah activities. Nice to be back. Um, yeah, a lot of guys like having their women enjoy themselves during intimacy, luckily. So we're all on board. Guys, thank you so much. Mallory, Mark. Mark, keep uh, those poems coming. We, uh, You delight our audiences with them, so we appreciate them. And we will talk to you in the new year. Absolutely. Happy New Year. All right. To Mallory and Mark, our Baby Boomer panel, thank you all for spending your time with us. Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer tonight. You can connect with me through my website, drlaurie.com, where you can find the podcast of all the past shows. You can also get that on the CJD page on the iHeart app as well. Coming up next, uh, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.